This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now, your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. I was out in Vegas a couple weeks ago uh, doing some work for a client, and uh, I needed a cigar really bad, right? Badly. And uh, is that bad or badly? I needed a cigar badly. It's it's badly. adverb describing how bad yeah. I needed it. Correct. And so I went up to this uh, bell guy and I said, is there a place here in the casino where I can get a cigar? He goes, oh, yeah. Go down here to the right and then take a left right in the main area. There's a little store and they have Hasselhoff cigars there. Okay. <laughs> I said, Hasselhoff cigars? And he goes, yeah, they're great. They're one of the finest cigars. Well, it's not Hasselhoff. It's Davidoff. <laughs> And I expected to see uh, what's Hasselhoff for David. David, it is yeah, David. Well, that's absolutely. weird. Yeah, that's kind of odd. was he. Uh, was he laying passed he was out? On the, <laughs> he was, he was eating a, cheeseburgers. He was a, <laughs> had a blood alcohol kind of a two point oh laying there. Come on, in, yeah. smoke him, baby. Not unlike most people in Poor Las Dave. Vegas. Poor Dave. So anyway, Van uh, Selling Podcast. We're back we here. Back with you here, and uh, we don't want to miss a chance to promote Whiteboard Wednesday, yeah. our uh, television show, Web TV for salespeople that we yep. run. Once every couple of weeks, you can go to whiteboardwednesday.tv to see past episodes, or you can go to iTunes and subscribe. And we those are released on Wednesdays, right? Those do Whiteboard release on Wednesday. Wednesday, since we call it Whiteboard Wednesday. I thought that was a good idea. Smart boy. You smart have your uh, sales. I see you have your sales report <laughs> I in do. front of you. This is my <laughs> weekly sales report. I was going to get ready to turn it into you. <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> you you talked a few uh, weeks ago, in fact, in one of the TV shows, about uh, how you got hives when I brought up uh, plantogramming. <laughs> yes. I get hives when you I see a sales reports. report. Call report, I mean. That's funny, so. Okay, uh, topic today. You know, it occurs to us that uh, we are, release a new episode once a week, and uh, sometimes I don't think in the past very often we have really exposed ourselves to some of our opinions, to you, some of our beliefs, some of our thoughts. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and so I thought we'd do that today, and That's I've good. written up uh, for one of our clients uh, – just uh, they merged with another company, and the VP of HR came in and said, "Give me some sense of what your beliefs are, how you, what your insight, what's your philosophy on training and sales and growth and all those things." And so I came up with our beliefs around ten different words. Okay. And uh, like so that. I'd like to um, pose a couple of these to you, and maybe tag on at the end after you've uh, had a chance to see go. If, and you see haven't seen the these. I've not seen you those. You've not no. seen these. So anyway, I've got f- uh, ten words here uh, right. or or phrases. So what, Brian, do you believe about competition? Mm. When, when someone, when one of your clients brings up, you know, Brian, how do I compete yeah, against yeah, X? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. God, my competition is eating my lunch. You must have some philosophy about the whole concept of competition. I do. This is very good. And we've not uh, prepped for this. No. So we may, no. this is going to be good conversation. Yeah. This may be good for us. We'll just might d- be. keep this we might, internal. We might differ on some okay, of Okay. Um, here's my view on competition. All right. Um, Number one, one must accept that that um, nature is a competitive place. No matter if you're talking about, um, uh, you know, bumblebees germinating flowers and things Ew. like that, and seeds and and cells and everything, uh, the weak get eaten. It's a competitive place. That natural law says it's competitive. It's the law of the Serengeti. It is. It is. Serengeti it is. Sorry, plants. you know, if you're if you're a gazelle or a lion, too bad if you're a gazelle. <laughs> Sorry about your luck, but that's the way God made us all. So, so I embrace the idea of competition as a natural force in the universe. Very natural. Now, I personally, uh, I approach competition. My philosophy behind it is to compete against myself, which sounds somewhat cliche because there are a lot of coaches that hold that out to say you, you, you compete against the game itself or against your own performance. Correct. And if you continue to improve your, your own personal performance, 
that the competition between the opponent will take care of itself in the end. And that is typically my... Thank you. <laughs> that's typically my um, approach to competition. I feel like when people get too wrapped up into beating the person across the table, especially in the sales game, they lose sight of what's important, which is really focusing on the customer themselves. Bingo. And so that, to me, is the essence of my view of competition when it comes to sales. That's it's very similar to mine. I, I don't know how to uh, improve that. It's you, unimprovable. You don't have to. Don't have to. I think we spend too much time, but I will give it a yeah, shot. Please. I think, yeah, I think we spend too much time worrying about the competitive vendor and not enough focus and tension on what's the problem the customer has. Yeah. And chances are they're also focused on their competition, which in this case might be us. So mm-hmm. it, it, what a refreshing way to look at it. I've even got one client who's in the advertising agency business and and sometimes he'll run into situations where they'll say, you know, let me tell you who else you're competing with for this this job. Yeah. And he always stops them and says, look, I don't want to know. I don't want to know because it really is irrelevant who I'm competing against. Yeah. I'm more interested in how can we help you and yeah. how can we bring a solution to the table that may be exactly the same or may be totally different. But if I start knowing too much, then I'm going to start to craft my solution based on that yep. rather than the problem. Yeah, that's very good. You want to do another one? I would love to. All right. Maybe even two more. Okay. Here's a here's a lightning rod one. <laughs> Money. That's a big one. Ooh, that's big. You want to do this just one generally? now? You want to just start it? Yeah, yeah just, I can go. Just, just generally money. my philosophy yeah. on money. Yeah. Okay. I believe money to be an emotional, etheric force, if you will, as opposed to a um, physical thing. Um, I believe it to be a um, – it's the way um, the money itself, the dollars, the cents, that sort of thing, are reflective of something else going on with you based on your own perception of money. So um, for me, myself, I believe that everybody has a uh, personal value that they have on themselves. And they have an up and a down to that. And they have a top side where their intuition, their personal value, their personal worth um, starts to get uncomfortable. And they have a downside. A lot of people will call it a comfort zone. And I believe that thing can move up and down. And I believe it moves up and down based more on choice and based more on feeling and energy than on anything externally economic driven to a market, which is probably better a better way for me to say what I was trying to say earlier. Cool. So what that means is um, if I say $5 million, is that a lot or a little money? And if we were talking about earning $5 million a year, is that a lot or a little? Uh, to me right now in my life, that's a lot, right? To uh, Warren Buffett right now, that's a little. Uh, to uh, someone playing pro football, that's medium. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So or maybe upper third. So to me, um, I, I draw and I attract whatever I feel is my current state of where I am, and I'll typically perform with that. Then I've got to be aware enough to move it up or move it down. So you're talking about money there from the, from the income Internal. standpoint. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Money coming in. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. I teach this to clients, I talked about I put I, I put it in the, in the frame of scripting, money scripting, mm-hmm. and I teach an internal and an external. What I just gave you was, the, was the internal, internal. script. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know if I'm if I'm a salesperson and a hundred grand's a lot to me, and my income starts to track to one fifty, I am gonna pull off the pedal mm-hmm. almost a hundred percent of the time. And if I'm used to making eighty and my my income's on track to make forty, I'm either gonna put my resume together and get another job or do something else. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, you said it, and I'm trying to think of a way to, to uh, paraphrase it. It's money is 
I mean, we all have a mechanical perspective of money, which, yep. like you say, is dollars and cents. It's yep. how much is coming into my wallet, how much is going out. Right. That's very mechanical. But the other side of money is the conceptual side. It's it's the concept of money. In fact, it could be even if you're going into a prospect and you know you're going to be 30% high and your price is 100000 versus the competitor's 70000 we can get real hung up in that extra 30000 But right. that 30000 is just conceptual because right. what if you bring $300,000 right. of extra value? Right. Now that 30000 is a bargain. But if we, too, if we look too mechanically at things, I think we let money get in the way, not only the income of money, but also how we justify money to our customers and prospects. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. And I also believe there to be a there's a place where on the external side of it, so the external money script, most of us are taught not to talk about it. We -hmm. have to get, first of all, okay talking about it. And then we have to know where we play within the ups and downs or the high and the low of it, meaning I never want to go below a place where I'm just leaving where it's a bad deal for me economically, when a lot of salespeople are guilty of that. And then on the flip side, I never want to do, we, we, we had a friend of ours who used to say, don't let your ego get in front of your wallet. Mm-hmm. There's a time when it's okay to come down to get a deal done and invest in a long-term relationship as opposed to holding firm and keeping pride right. behind my price, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, I also think I just had a, a situation today on a call with a client where they, they're actually competing with someone who is free. And the way this free mm. company gets paid is they get paid by another vendor. That's sort of a convoluted way. But they make money. They make plenty of money. But to the end user, they don't charge anything. Yeah. And so my client's in there trying to charge $10,000 versus free. They had better come up with a ton of value. Yeah, right. And so that sometimes gets in the way of the salespeople because they sort of feel beaten down. Well, God, you know what? I'm competing against free. No, you're really you're competing against the problem, problem they have, right. even though they're getting it for free. Because yeah. I guarantee you, there's some consequence they're paying for not getting, not paying for it. Yeah, and so, but that that is a um, that's a philo- that's a philosophy you have to have, and sort of have to get past the inner game of that before you can get past the market game. You know, we we had a vendor in here calling on us a few weeks ago, if you remember, and um, the vendor quoted us a price to do some consulting work for us, and let's just say it was fifty thousand dollars. And I think our response was, "We're not devaluing you and what it's worth." But we don't have fifty thousand dollars worth of pain around right. the subject. Right. Is that right. fair? So there's that relative tie to the money to the pain thing is very yeah. important. And and if you even if you have the pain, and this is one thing my client runs into a lot is if you have the pain, it's fifty thousand dollars worth of pain for their client. But do you have the faith that my solution can get you there? Yeah. Right. And that's right. a whole different that's a whole different yeah. topic. But well, let's keep going on these yeah, next go. time. I think okay. we've got two or three here that uh, maybe next podcast we'll uh, we'll bring up. Yeah, good. Okay. Like See you next time. You can email us at listener at advanced selling podcast. You can go to advancedsellingpodcast.com and get archives of all past episodes in case your family has <laughs> yet to hear all two hundred that are up there. They can get them there. See you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillKasky.com or to iTunes.